0: Take me to that secret place. I, want to go. I want to go Hallelujah, come on, praise him real good in the house Hallelujah We bless your name, Jesus There is nobody like you, God There is nobody like you Hallelujah We bless your name We bless your name hallelujah it is so sweet to trust in Jesus just to take him at his word just to rest upon the promise hallelujah we know God that you fulfill every promise that you make to us that we stand upon your promises. We stand upon your word tonight. We rest upon your word tonight, God. And Lord, when we learn to communicate with you, it is to your word that we go. It is to the words that were penned by those long ago. God, our fathers knew you. They served you and they trusted you and you brought them out of Egypt. You crossed them through a red sea. You took them into a wilderness, but you kept them, God. You took them in a wilderness, but God, your hand was always abundant. You never left them by day nor by night, God. You were a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. So, Father, we just rest upon that same knowing that you're with us that you're leading us, that you're guiding us, you're training us, you're positioning us, God. And we rest upon that promise, God. And we call you holy, we call you righteous, we call you magnificent, we call you the great I am. There is nobody like you, Jesus. Nobody like you, Jesus. Nobody like you, Jesus. I know I say it all the time, but there is nobody like you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. There's no angel to compare. There's no saint that compares. There's no devil in hell that can intimidate us away from our position in you, oh God. Hallelujah, there is nothing like you. There is no God made by man that even comes close, hallelujah. Father, we glorify you today, God. We glorify you, God. We lay down all idolatry, everything that might try to take your place, and we bow to you and you alone. You alone are worthy of our praise. You alone are worthy of our praise. You alone, oh God, are worthy of our praise. There is nobody like you, Jesus. What a mighty God you are. What a mighty God we serve. Angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God. Hallelujah. What a mighty God we serve. Cancer can't stand before you. Sickness can't stand in your presence. Disease has to go when you show up. Holy Spirit, show up in this place tonight, God. We declare healing and health and victory and miracles for every person watching right now, God. We declare that their homes are set free, that their homes are delivered, that their homes are healed, God, that their babies are healed, that their children are healed. God, we declare right now that victory belongs to the believer. Hallelujah. 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 Victory is our is the children's bread. Hallelujah. Prosperity is the children's bread. Hallelujah. Goodness is the children's bread. Oh, God. Hallelujah. You are the bread of heaven. Hallelujah. You are the bread of heaven. You are the mighty one. You are the mighty one the bread of heaven that came down and fed us, oh God. Hallelujah. You have nurtured our souls, God. You have nurtured our minds, nurtured our emotions, God. Lord, when we run ragged trying to just do stuff and stay busy, God, we just have to hit pause sometimes and say, God, where are you in this moment? Because you are my peace. You are my hope, you are my source, you are my confidence, you are my everything, God. There is nothing that I can find or touch or use in this earth that can come close to even comparing with you. You are my all in all, hallelujah. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name, God. Let the anointing of the Holy Ghost set down in this place today, God. Teachers, show up. Holy Spirit, show up in the name of Jesus. Cleanse us from every sin. Cleanse us from every iniquity, God. Purge us and wash us white, God. Wash us with hyssop and we shall be white as snow, God. We come to you and we reason together, God. Though our sins are scarlet, they shall be white as snow. The blood of Jesus still prevails. The blood of Jesus works in every situation. The blood of Jesus washes over every one of us right now, God. We call upon your blood. Sprinkle your blood in our hearts again, God. Put it upon the doorpost of our hearts again, God. Wash us clean, God. Take us free from the strains of this world and free us from the tyranny of sin and free us from the chains that would try to bind us. Break every lock, break every link, God. Smash it. It is the anointing that breaks the yoke. It is the anointing that breaks the yoke. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It doesn't just break it, but it destroys the yoke. So destroy the very thing that tries to bind us, God. Hallelujah. Lord, we stand tonight just even with the three Hebrew children, God, that when they were thrown in the fiery furnace, the only thing burnt up was the thing that was trying to bind them. So, Father, we stand in the heat of the world today, and the only thing that's burning up on us right now is the very thing that's trying to bind us, And we will come forth without the smell of smoke. When when we come forth, we will come forth as pure gold. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Somebody just say thank you, Jesus. Come on, say it again, say thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I've been washed clean. Come on, say it, I've been washed clean. I've been washed clean. My mind is clean, my heart is clean. My spirit is clean. I stand before the Lord today, clean and right, and in my mind. Hallelujah. My emotions, my heart, and my spirit. Oh, Father, we love you today. We love you today. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Come on, everybody. Clap your hands to the Lord one more time. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. Would you just turn around and greet somebody and just tell them, I'm glad you're here tonight. It's always good to pray with the believers. Amen. Amen. I'm glad you're here. Tonight. glad you're here. <laughs> Hallelujah. Can't get that fixed. It's okay. Hallelujah. It's yes, all right. To pray. Hallelujah. Glory. What said it to Hallelujah. I want you to grab your Bibles just for a moment cuz we're going to we're going to talk through this and pray through this. It's good to see all of you here tonight and thank all of you who are joining with us online. And I just want to remind you those of you who are online with us to go down uh to the subscribe button on our YouTube channel there and click on that and subscribe to our channel. Uh we do this every week and we have some great stuff that's gonna happen throughout the year. Amen. Wasn't Sunday a wonderful day? Woo man, hallelujah. It felt good to have the house full, didn't it? it did. hallelujah. Glory to God. COVID is a liar. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Hallelujah. Psalm 23. Hallelujah. I am grateful to be sitting up here with my beauty, my love, my wife, Dr. Noemi. She's going to share with us tonight too. And uh, as we pray through this, we're just going to talk this through. I've got four translations open at one time here because I just want to talk about this for a minute. Um, The first verse of Psalm 23, and everybody knows it and recognizes it. In the King James it says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Amen? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. God my shepherd. The Message Bible says, I don't need a thing. God, my shepherd, I don't need nothing else. The Lord is my shepherd. Uh, The NRSV, the New Revised Standard Version says, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. And I love the New Living Translation because it says, the Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. Man, if you got the Lord, you have all that you need. Amen. The interesting piece to me about the Lord being our shepherd is simply this. Uh, I was explaining to my wife earlier that shepherds were the lowest job on the totem pole. And a shepherd was not very highly thought of in the Middle East. In fact, it was to someone, it was always given to someone whom you didn't deem a place of enough importance to be taken away into something else. In other words, uh, if you look at the life of David, and this is a Psalm of David, David was the shepherd because he was the youngest of all his brothers. So he wasn't significant enough to have to go do something else. You're just the baby. You go out there and you hang with the sheep. In fact, many times... And, and this would not go over very well in our society today, and thank God it wouldn't. But many times, women were the shepherds, or the girls of the family were the shepherds. You remember uh, when Jacob uh, uh, went to find a wife, and then uh, when they went to find a wife for Isaac. Remember when uh, Abraham's servant went to find a wife for Isaac and Rebekah? She was a shepherd girl. That's what she was doing, a beautiful lady, but she was a shepherd girl. And she was a shepherd girl because they felt like that the men had more important things to do. So they would let the she- the ladies shepherd the sheep. But what I love about this piece, when David says, the Lord is my shepherd, is that David had been a shepherd. And he knew, and you got to understand, this is an older David. This is not the kid David out in the pasture. This is an older David. He's old enough now that he has lived through some things and he's figured some things out. And that's why this Psalm is so important and so powerful. But he says, the Lord is my shepherd. And the reason he would say that is not because he was trying to reduce God to some place of menial tasks. He was really talking about the idea look, I know what it takes to fight off the line when there is a defenseless lamb. I am a defenseless little person here, and there is stuff coming after me that I can't see, but the Lord is the one who watches over me. He is my shepherd. He knows what it takes to fight off the bear, He knows what it takes to protect those lambs in the night season. So when he's saying the Lord is my shepherd, he's not reducing him to some menial position in life. He is saying the Lord is the one who protects and watches over me. And when the enemy comes against me like a flood, the Lord raises up a standard against them. So we just want to pray right now. Father, we just thank you that you are our shepherd and we receive you as shepherd. We receive you as the one who watches over us. We receive you as the one who looks after our soul. God, there are things that come against us that we don't even understand. There are battles that we fight, but they're not human battles. They're not fighting each other. They're fighting spirits and principalities and things seated in heavenly places. And so, Father, we thank you that when the enemy would come in, Like a flood, you raise up a standard against the enemy and you defeat the enemy on our behalf. In fact, just like you told Jehoshaphat and the children of Israel, you told them to go stand by the cliff of Ziz and you said, if you will just begin to praise me, the battle is not yours, it is the Lord's. And I declare today, God, that even the battle that many of us have been fighting, we've been fighting the wrong thing. We've been looking in the wrong direction. We just need to look around and say, I bless my shepherd. I bless the one who watches over me. I praise the name of the one who watches over me in the midnight hour when I can't even see what's coming against me, God. When those things that would rise against my emotions God, things from our past, things from when we were even little kids that would try to come back and destroy us in a moment, God, to mess with our emotions, to mess with our mindset, to mess with the way we're seeing things. We declare right now that we have the vision of the shepherd. We have the sight of the shepherd. We see like you see. We know like you know, because you are the one that informs us of what is coming our way. God, we receive you as shepherd tonight, and we receive you as shepherd in our lives, Father, on a daily basis. Watch over us, God. Watch over us. Watch over us, God. When we're in the hospital and we don't know what the doctors are doing, we don't even know what they're talking about, God. But watch over us, God. When we're in the car and we can't see the other car that's coming around the corner at breakneck speed, watch over us, oh God. When the enemy would come after us to mess with our children, God, and to mess with our marriages, and to mess with our finances. Watch over us, oh God, and protect us and fight our battles for us. You are the one who can slay the lion. You are the one who can slay the bear of my lives. You are the one who can take Goliath and take him out right now. You are our shepherd, and we thank you for it, Jesus. In Jesus' name. Come on, somebody say in Jesus' name. In, Jesus, in name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Come on, if Jesus is your shepherd, give him praise. Hallelujah. 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 You're our shepherd and we have all that we need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. For those of you who have, have become a Christian just as of lately and you're like I don't really know how to pray let me tell you this is a perfect way to pray you read a scripture and you just thank him for it you read a scripture and you just talk about it and you parallel it in your life the next verse in this particular psalm says he lets me rest I'm let me go to the king James because y'all all remember this one He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Hallelujah. Sometimes the pastures we lie down in don't seem so green. But he makes me lie down in green pastures. Watch this. And he leadeth me beside the still waters. I love it. The message Bible says you have bedded me down in lush meadows and you find me quiet pools to drink from. The NRSV will say it like this, he makes me lie down in green pastures and he leads me beside still waters. New Living Translation, he lets me rest in green meadows and he leads me beside peaceful streams. Somebody say peaceful streams. Peaceful streams. Peaceful streams. streams. One of the reasons why a shepherd would take the lambs to a peaceful stream is because if the water is rushing or moving too fast, there's a lot of rock in the water and you hear that gurgling, it will scare lambs and they will get away from it. They, they won't go to it. They need a soft, quiet place because it is a fearful thing. But even more importantly in this text, I think is the green pasture. And let me explain to you what I mean by that. Because if you think about Israel and if you go look at pictures of Israel, where do you find green pastures? It's desert country. Come on y'all, it's desert country. There are no green pastures. There are no green pastures anywhere. But what happens at certain seasons in the rain comes in the desert by the rocks in the desert because you get just enough moisture to cause a seed to germinate. And these little seedlings that germinate and grow little sprigs of grass just around the green, just, just around the rocks. In fact, this picture behind me is an area called the green pasture. Now, that don't look like no green pasture in Texas, right? No, because if you look at it, and I can't really see it, but I'm going to turn just a little bit here. If you look at it, you just see sparse green, green everywhere. But if you look at it, the hue of it has this kind of greenish look because that is the green pasture. But it's just a little bit of grass. And watch it. Because here's what the pastor, here's what the shepherd does. He leads me into those green pastures, and those shepherds would move constantly because there's only sparse grass here and here and here. But this grass is such high protein in it that it don't take a lot of it at one time. That it just takes a little bit of it to sustain an animal. Now let me tell you something about Jesus. (laughs) Let me tell you something about Jesus. It don't take a lot of what he says. He don't have to talk to me all day. He can give me just a little bit here and just a little bit there. And just keep on leading me in paths of righteousness. My God, I just want to run in here right now. I'm going to tell you, it feels so good to just hear what this really means because he just takes us from place to place because what he does not want to do is he doesn't want to take you into a place where you get focused on the pasture more than you are the shepherd. Oh, come on, somebody. Because if he puts you in a place where you, the pastor is taking more of your attention than the shepherd, you can get lost. Amen. That's good. Come on, y'all. And that's what a lot of people do with worldly things. We get so caught up in eating the worldly things that we get off the path of righteousness and we move out into other areas and we think we're eating, but we find it never sustains us and we're always hungry. We're always hungry, always hungry, always hungry. But here where he takes you just a little bit can sustain you. And the real element, y'all, is the element is trust. because the entire relationship that we have with Jesus Christ has to be from a foundation of trust. All faith is built on trust. Come on, y'all. Without faith, it's impossible to please him, the scripture says. And faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. and. On and on and on, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And we talk a lot about faith, but we don't talk a lot about trust. But if I don't trust you, how can I have faith in you? Come on, y'all. So it's trust is the, is the primary foundational issue of any relationship. And the shepherd, my God, knows this. And so he leads me just enough to, to get a little bit here and then a little bit there. And I have to keep following him because he's taken me to green pastures. He's taken me where I can be nourished. It's about trust.
1: It is, it is. And, and when you look at, when we're going through a place of grief, we're in a place of pain, we're looking for that one word, and that is the seed that God gives us. That He is, we have to know, we have to be assertive enough to know that we've had plenty of experience, plenty of times where He has saved us. He's coming at the last minute because we know He is the higher power that has always been there. And he'll come back and tell you, do you remember that time? Right. And remember that time when I also came and when I was there for you? So it's we've got to know it at a, a core being and be assertive in it to know that God is here. And, and we just search for him for that one word in that place of grief that we just need that small pasture Amen. where he's leading us for, for us to grow and for us to know that he is the one we can rely on.
0: Yes. I love the scripture that says in 119 of Psalm, thy word. Not words. That's good. <laughs> but your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my pathway. It's not like a headlight or a street light or a big flashlight or a big spotlight. But it's just enough. Back in the in those days, they were ankle lamps or ankle... Uh, Uh, little braces that had little glows on them, little glowing uh, lights that they could use just to see enough to take a step. It didn't light the whole path. It's just enough to take a step. And that's what David was referring to when he was talking about that. And so here's the issue. He gives us a word, order my steps. In your word, oh God, order my step, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my pathway give me just one more sprig <laughs> lead me to the next little pile of rocks where I can get one more little sprig God, take me to the green pastures so here's how we would pray with this moment in this prayer Father we thank you for your word that never leaves us hungry God we thank you because your word never leaves us in question. Your word never leaves us in fear. Your word never leaves us in doubt, God. Your word is the place of rest for us. Your word is the place where we plant both our feet. Your word is the place where we can lie down and rest. Just moment, God of hearing your word and knowing your word and your word leads us your word guides us your word takes us from one thing to the next thing to the next thing God it's not that we have to have all the answers God but we can just know enough to make it to the next position God just enough to make it to the next word, just enough to go into the right right direction. And your word declares that you lead us in paths of righteousness for your name's sake, oh God. And so we thank you, God. We thank you, God. At verse 3, he renews our strength and he guides us along right paths bringing honor to his name. It's the righteous path, God. It is the path that we don't trip in. It's the path we don't stumble in. It's the path we don't fall in, God. It is the righteous path where there is no blockage, God. It is the righteous path where our feet are sure. And David said, my foot standeth in an even place. It was the righteous path he was talking about. It was the place, God, where his foundation was sure, his footing was sure, and he could walk with understanding and walk with clarity, God. That's the pasture. That's the path that we want to be in. It's those still waters, God, where we can drink deep and be renewed and restored And God, we declare that even the well of water that springs up from within our own soul, God, that with joy shall we draw forth waters from the wells of living water, God, as it declares in Isaiah 12. Father, we just thank you right now that your word is alive and living in us. And we thank you, God, that your word is guiding us, speaking to us, God, somebody right now just needs one word, just one word, just one word, just a simple word, God. I don't need a whole paragraph. I don't need a whole storybook. If I just get one word, I know what to do, God. And somebody's word tonight is rest. Somebody's word is hope. Somebody's word is patience tonight. Somebody's word is to pray. Somebody's word is to be still and know Somebody's word is, God, you are guiding our steps. And Lord, there is no place, no place, no place that the enemy can defeat us where you lead us. Hallelujah. I just want to say that again. There's no place that the enemy can defeat us where you lead us. So God, if we're getting defeated, it's not because you led us there. Hallelujah. So God, we declare right now that we are going to walk after your word. We're going to follow hard after your word today, God. We need your word. We need the green pasture. We need the still waters. Oh God, we need to be in the path of righteousness for your name's sake. In Jesus' name. And somebody said, amen. Amen. Come on, if you receive that tonight, just clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. One of the things that I noticed, uh, Dr. Noemi, when I was looking at the pictures of these mountains, that there are trails all through the mountains. And the trails are like, they're spaced far enough apart That they say that an animal can reach all the way in on this side and one can reach in on this side and they can all eat of the green all the way out to the edge and they can go back and do it here they can do it over here so he gives me plenty of room to grow come on somebody that that was just a a thing that just kind of hit me it's like Man, he's giving them room to grow. That's what he's doing. He's giving them room to grow. And uh, if you're not careful, you know, uh, animals and things like that, they will, they will compensate for the lack of stuff. And they will stay small if their situation is small. Or they get really large if they got a lot of room. You say, what are you talking about like that? Well, I will tell you. I had a friend who had a goldfish. And he had it in a bowl. And as long as he's kept it in that bowl, that thing wasn't that long. But he threw it in a little pond. And because he thought he was tired of messing with it, that thing got this big. (laughs) I didn't even know they got that big. That that goldfish, you wouldn't believe how big that thing was. And if he would have been edible, I would have filleted him right there. But it... (laughs) But... (laughs) I'm just telling you, sometimes it's according to your circumstances that you grow. (laughs) And if you're in a small place, you're going to stay small. (laughs) But God takes you in a place where he gives you plenty of room so that you can grow and get ready for your next. (laughs) Look at your neighbor and say, I want to grow so I can get ready for my next. For my next. Yeah, it's going to take more of me than there is right now for my next. I need to grow. I need to enlarge my territory. Hallelujah. And the other thing that I thought was really interesting is that when they talked about the trails and these trails were just, I mean, they were evenly spaced. It would be like dozens of them, you know, 50 of them just all circling around the little mountainsides and all this stuff. And uh, if you get off of those trails, there's all kinds of little rocks and you stumble and you falter and you... But if you stay on the little path, there's no, no rocks there.
1: That's
0: so good. <laughs> and that's what David was saying about, he leads me in paths of righteousness
1: <laughs>
0: for his namesake. Where he leads me, I don't stumble. That's so good. <laughs> Where he leads me, I don't trip. Where he leads me, I'm not going to mess up. Where he leads me, I can keep my foundation. I can keep my surety. I can keep my foothold and I can stay stable. Just think about that for a moment. When did you ever get in trouble? On a path of righteousness.
1: <laughs> that is so good.
0: You never got in trouble on the path of righteousness. Hallelujah.
1: It's when we want to do it on our own. Yeah. That we think we've got to figure it figured out. And we go out of our yeah, out of our own path. And then until and then he is so caring. Right. And so loving will bring us right back to alignment. Yeah. And put us back into the path that we should that we should be going. Because his path is the best path.
0: Absolutely. And, and yeah. that's what he's going to talk about. So good. It is so good because he does. He brings us right back. He brings us right back. He says he says in verse 4. Yea, though I walk Through the valley Of the shadow of death Have y'all ever just really thought about that Thought that through The valley A low place Of the shadow Of death Death's not really there It's just death's shadow But it feels like I'm dying I remember when my dad died and my mother went out to the garden and found him dead and she raised him up by the power of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, y'all know that does happen. And when she walked out there and she saw him and said, oh my God, what am I gonna do out here with this big man? My mother was uh, about me's size and my dad was just about my size. She said, I can't carry him back in the house. I don't know what in the world I'm going to do with this man out here by myself. And she looked at me, and she winked, and she said, but that's when I heard him say, you ain't out here by yourself.
1: <laughs>
0: and she said, when I heard him say that, she said, I didn't even turn around to see where the voice was coming from. I just said, well, then get him up. And my daddy set up, wow. set up out of the ground. Started spitting out the dirt and everything where he had fallen and uh, got himself together. They went back to the house. And when they went back to the house, he told my mother later after he came back from the hospital, because he went to the hospital, called 911 for himself, had to get a shower, got ready, went to the hospital. When he gets there, the doctors tell him, Mr. Oliver, you're not supposed to be here. And he said, oh, I know that. They said, no, you don't understand. He said, no, you don't understand. He said, I know I'm not supposed to be here. And he said, they said, well, we don't even know how you're breathing because your heart is completely surrounded by fluid and your lungs are completely full of fluid. So we don't even know how you're getting air. And they pulled three and a half quarts of water off of him right there in that moment. And they said, you've had congestive heart failure. You are a dead man walking. (laughs) We don't even understand this. They get back home. My mother and dad are sitting there talking. This is some after two or three days in the hospital or whatever it was. And mother said, daddy looked at her and he said, Irene, he said, you don't ever have to be afraid of dying. She said, well, why would you say that to me? And like, I ain't fixing to die. <laughs> he said, I'm, I'm not afraid of dying, but I'm, I don't feel like I'm fixing to either. And he said, well, here's what I need you to know, though. He said, the thing is, is you don't ever really die. You just go through the valley of the shadow of death.
1: Good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Somebody going to wake up in the middle of the night and get that. He said, I just, I realized that all of a sudden I was more alive than I'd ever been. And I asked him, I said, did you, did you see anything I mean, did, you know, I want to know, you know, did you see anything? Did, you know, was there angels, was there choirs, did you see a light? Did you, and he said, no, it just felt like I drank a glass of liquid peace. He said, I never felt that kind of peace in my life. He said, there was no pressure, there was nothing. I wonder if David somewhere went to a place where through battle or through war or through something that he probably almost died but came back somehow. There's no telling. Because he had a revelation of this And he said Even though I walk through the darkest valley I fear no evil Even though I'm in a dark place Can I tell y'all right now I don't care where you are right now in life If you are in a dark place But you know that you never stepped off Of the path of righteousness You have no fear Come on (laughs) y'all You have no fear. You have no fear. You have nothing to fear. Because he said, your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. And this is what you were talking about, love, just a moment ago. It's like he has this rod and this staff that he reaches out and you see the staff has the crook on it. They reach out and they will grab a little lamb and they'll pull it back over. They'll put it around their neck, pull it back over this way. Or get it up behind their leg, you know, and grab hold of them pull them out. Say if they fall in a hole, they pick them up out of there with the little hook, whatever it is. But he said, here's, here's the whole thing, is that there is no place you can go that God can't reach you. That's all I'm trying to help you understand. There is no place you can go. There's not a mess you can get in. There's not a hole deep enough that he can't find you. His arm is not too short that it can't reach. So Father, we just thank you right now that even though we may go through a dark season, a dark moment, a dark time. There is nothing to fear. Darkness will not overtake us, but the light of the Lord will shine forever. And the path of the righteous grows brighter and brighter until it shines like the noonday sun, Mm -hmm. God. So even though we may have to walk through a dark moment, we still come out in the light. Hallelujah. And we thank you, God, that you were there to protect us and comfort us, God, and watch over us and keep us safe. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Come on, somebody, put your hands together and say amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. And I love this piece. He just says, you know, that after the death and danger of death is passed, David kind of reverts and here's what you got to understand again. David is an older man at this point And I don't know how old he is, but he's an older person and he's lived through some stuff He's thought through some stuff elder Devon. He's been through some experiences and he says, you know what? I I, I just I know that It seems like sometimes I was going to die, but even though it felt like I was going to die and it felt like I was in that place of death, he said, you prepared a feast for me. (laughs) Ah, In the presence of my enemies, my adversaries had to just sit and watch me be nurtured and they couldn't do nothing about it. They wanted to hurt me. They wanted to harm me. They wanted to bring uh, death to my door. But they couldn't do anything because you made a table and you sat me down in the presence of my enemies. And you honored me by anointing my head with oil. Hallelujah. It is the... Just think about this, y'all. Think about this it is the anointing that destroys the yoke right Right. out of Isaiah it's the anointing that destroys the yoke not breaks it it destroys the yoke yokes can be made out of all kinds of stuff metal wood leather harnesses traces all kinds of stuff but God has an oil that is so powerful that if it hits the metal of the devil (laughs) it don't break it it just destroys it and shatters it he's got an oil that is so powerful that there is nothing that can stand up to it and David said You set me down in the presence of my enemies. You anointed my head with oil, and now my cup overflows with blessings. Somebody say, I'm dripping. I
1: am dripping. Come
0: on, say it again. Say, I'm dripping. I'm dripping. I'm dripping dripping with blessing. blessing. Hallelujah. God, I thank you that you have prepared a feast for us, God in the presence of our enemies, the one that came to destroy harm and hurt us, God. You made a table, God, and you put rich food on it, God. It's the food of a king that you set us down to, God. And you just didn't set us down to that, but you washed our faces off Mm -hmm. and you anointed them with oil because that oil destroys every yoke that tries to attach itself to us, God. Anything that comes nigh me to hurt me, harm me, or danger me, the anointing has the ability to destroy it. God, thank you for your oil that flows from our head to our toes, God. And we declare, God, that our cups are overflowing. Just somebody just hold your hands up like you got a cup before the Lord and say, my cup overflows with blessings. Come on, say it again. Say, my cup overflows with blessings. And God, I thank you that those blessings Blessings. drip down on my children and my children's children, on my marriage, on my finances, God. The blessing and the favor of the Lord, hallelujah, is dripping down upon all of those who are around us. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name, God. Glory to your name, God. Come on, just give him a praise right there. Glory to your name, God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm going to end it here. And uh, as we're just about out of time anyway, but surely, <laughs> surely, 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 surely. I love that word because that is an emphatic man. It is. Listen, there's no way this ain't going to happen. Surely your goodness is, and your mercy, come on somebody, will follow me all the days. Come on, say it, all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Hallelujah. The house of the Lord indicates the place where he dwells. That means literally I will be in his presence forever. I just want to be in his presence. Surely goodness and mercy, come on, shall follow me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. I love the way the message Bible says it. It says your beauty and your love chase after me every day of my life. I'm back home in the house of God for the rest of my life. I love that. The, the New Living Translation is powerful, too. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life, and I will live in the house of the Lord forever. You know, they used to say, you used to hear a lot of people talk about this, Elder Woods, that if you wasn't running head on into the devil, you might be going his direction.
1: You with him.
0: Well, I know I'm in opposition to the devil because I run into him every day. And here's the thing. Sometimes when you run into the devil, he might hit you and out of surprise just kind of knock you back for a little bit. But when he knocks you back for a little bit, I don't go very far because surely goodness.
1: He's following after me.
0: (laughs) And mercy. They're following me. All the days of my life. And all I gotta do is turn around when he hits me and knocks me back hard, is just say, Come on, mercy, give me five. Come on, goodness, give me five. Let's go on now. Let's do this thing. Hallelujah. Can you stand to your feet and give God a radical praise? We bless those of you who hung out with us tonight and watched us here on the secret place. I'm Bishop Gary Oliver. This is my wife, Dr. Noami Oliver. We're so grateful for you, grateful to have you in our lives. Come on and give God a praise with us as we close out tonight. Hallelujah, goodness and mercy. Follow me all the days of my life. The Lord is my shepherd. Come on, bless his name real good. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Take me to that
1: sea.